I'll go home as a beggar and ever be your wife. He kissed her and hugged. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie. And this is The Housewife Did It. Pop culture. <laughs> we need to figure out who actually gets to say that part. Yeah. <laughs> Some updates. We have a Redbubble account now. Um, a lot of the same designs as... We have on Bonfire for t-shirts. Um, some are different, though. But that way you can support and get some merch that's a lot cheaper mm-hmm. um, and a lot smaller. We also have a website in the works. I've, it's launched. It's available. Um, but we'll continue adding to it. But it has links to our Spotify our YouTube, our bonfire, and our Redbubble so that you can get everything at one link and not have to constantly be clicking for different uh, ways to support us. Yeah, and that link, the website link, should be in our Instagram now. So um, if you head there, then you can find everything else. Okay, so I'm thinking, once again, we'll end with Vanderpump Rules. Okay. Because that'll be the bulk of everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm really, really nervous for what we're going to do now that it's over, but luckily we've got some, we've got eventually The Bachelorette is coming. Yeah, Secrets Revealed, I'm so excited next week. Um, but then we've eventually got Bachelorette coming. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Crappy Lake with Luann and Mm -hmm. Sonia is coming. There was something else. Should we watch Stars on Mars? Please give your feedback. Do you want us to talk shit on Tom Schwartz? on stars on mars well here's the thing with stars on mars i'll put a poll in our episode and y'all yeah. can decide if we should watch it but i think it looks incredibly stupid but yeah. i did watch that special forces on fox mm-hmm. with hannah brown and other celebrities and it was mm-hmm. pretty good so yeah i don't know if it'll be the same but i think it's like and what's that one that uh kate chastain from below deck was on i don't that was like it was like all like reality tv villains oh and Jax was on yeah i think so i don't remember what it's called but yeah but it looked good too yeah so we might do star when does that come out stars on mars i think it's coming out i think it's out now oh okay and then not till august but in august big brother comes back yes <laughs> that's like our og yeah we love it all right, so first news that's happened in the last week: Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy are uh, over. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we'll even say broken up because they keep saying confirmed broken up, and it's like they were yeah. never even confirmed together. Like they didn't yeah. confirm it. So yeah, but this probably just means they're not fucking anymore. Or hanging yeah. out or whatever they're doing. Apparently at one of his shows he like said I don't I don't pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. But apparently at one of his shows he said like I'm doing okay and people thought that was like um a response to the breakup. Yeah. And then there's this rumor that she was dating him so that she could kind of have a new reputation era and kind of make people mad at her and then come back again with like reputation taylor's version yeah i someone brought that up to me and like i wouldn't put the concept past her yeah however i think the method would not be like 
dating a racist because yeah i don't think that's worth it yeah she would just be like fully canceled and if it was then later like he he this is what this was for like people would be even more mad because they'd be like that's not like cool or funny yeah so i don't think so i honestly just think that like it just wasn't serious it was just fun like it just was not a big deal i also did see kind of how people were like, ooh, they're broken up, is that mm-hmm. apparently he had said he wouldn't be kissing people at his shows. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right after they broke up, there's a picture of him kissing a security guard at his yeah. show. So everyone is like, see, there it is. But, yeah, I mean, so then, I guess question for you is, like, mm-hmm. Could, okay, could this breakup be, like, ooh, my fans are pissed, so let me just end this. Like, let me just not piss them off anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not serious anyway, so it's, like, whatever. But should she still speak up about his behaviors? Like, does she still owe that to people? Yeah. I, here's my opinion. I feel like now that they're broken up or not dating or whatever... No, I don't think she needs to say anything. I do think, though, that people who were saying, like, while they were being seen together, that she shouldn't have had to say anything, that, like, people were saying, like, she's been answering to, like, the actions of the men she's associated with since she was 17. Like, she shouldn't have to, like, have to defend his actions. Like, that's on him. Mm -hmm. And I do disagree with that. I think that... There's a difference between being, like, a 17-year-old girl who is, like, newly in the limelight to being a 30-something-year-old woman Mm -hmm. who has been in this industry for a really long time. And I think that if you are a grown-ass person, regardless of if you're famous or not, I think you should be aware of the people you're hanging out with Mm -hmm. and associating with. And I think that you should be keeping good company. Right. I don't agree that she never had anything to answer for, but I think that, especially with as short as it was, um, I don't think she really needs to say anything now. Okay. I do feel like if she does say anything, it would be like a shady like comment at a show. Yeah. Not like a whole statement. like statement. Yeah. Yeah. I also. Just wonder, like, if this is going to come across to fans more as, like... I don't know. I guess, like, it could just have ended because it ended. But I also wonder if people think, like, was her breakup with him a response to the fan backlash? And if so... Yeah, and if so, is it an adequate response or is it a cop-out? Is it like, eh, I just won't be associated with this person and then I don't ever have to answer for it? And about the, like, answering for men thing, I do think that, like, that is something that is true for Taylor Swift... Through mm-hmm. most of her career. However, I think in 2023, I could be wrong, but I feel that if Harry Styles mm-hmm. was dating a woman who was uh, publicly racist, mm-hmm. that we would expect the same from him. Like, I don't yeah. know that, like, it it is gender-related in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, it has been in the past, but, like, being with someone who is, like, bad... is someone I think is something I think you have to answer for woman or not I agree and I think 
with Harry Styles specifically, he has had to, he has had like pressure put on him to answer those kinds of questions. Like when he um, dated Caroline Flack. Okay. Um, and then ultimately when she completed suicide, people had some questions for him about it. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, I don't know if you know all of like what this story, what this is, but basically mm-hmm. when Harry was 16, he dated a woman named Caroline Flack who was like 32 at the time. Okay. And like by England's terms, 16 is of age. Mm-hmm. By US terms, it is not. And so people were like, that's kind of icky. Like he's a kid. Um, and they didn't date for very long. But then a few years back, she started dating another teenager. Mm hmm. And people, like, started bringing up, like, that this is, like, a pattern for her. Yeah. And ultimately, she um, completed suicide as, like, a result, I think, of all of the things people were saying. And people, like, were, like, really expecting him to say something. And he kind of did. He was just, like, it's really sad that this happened. End of story. But, like, yeah, when he was 16, people were, like, you shouldn't be dating somebody that age. Like, that's not, it's kind of gross. Yeah. No. Even by England um, standards, probably gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, like, I think we're in a time where regardless of what gender you are, if you're dating someone who is, or you're even friends with somebody who is, like, not right, like, you're expected to say something. Like, I think, like, people, like, really, like, rode for, like, Seth Rogen to say something about James Franco, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Back to Taylor, Dumois reported that someone wrote in, this was before the breakup was announced, but that someone wrote in saying, like, Maddie Healy is a hundred times kinder and sweeter than Calvin Harris and Joe Alwyn. They said, like, Joe is, like, arrogant. I don't know. To be fair, it doesn't sound like it's that hard to be better than Calvin Harris. No. (laughs) He sounded like a shitty boyfriend. Yeah. And I also think, like, I don't know that the debate was about maddie healy's kindness mm-hmm. uh <laughs> i don't know that yeah. that was ever the question he was probably really nice to her yeah i mean obviously he not his kindness him. to ice spice but like yeah i don't know that it was ever like he's mean <laughs> um yeah but this person that wrote in said that taylor is in her giving zero fucks era that she just quite simply does not care what anyone thinks of her They did say, like, she does not care what fans think of her. She does not care, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that I will ever believe Taylor Swift does not care what her fans think of her. Yeah. Um, I think it is great if she gives zero fucks, but (laughs) I I think she She lives. She loves her fans very deeply. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But they said she's a thousand percent living by her own compass and her own decisions. Dumois says that this kind of makes the breakup make more sense because if she didn't really care about what people thought of them being together, then it's just like she doesn't really care about them breaking up and it just kind of happened quickly. So next up on the roster, Mary has joined us for the ultimatum queer love. Yeah. Thoughts? I would love to tell you my thoughts because I binged it like I binged the whole thing this week, this past week. Um, and so I, like, wrote down my thoughts from, like, beginning to end, and I would love to tell you the notes I wrote and, like, how absolutely wrong I was. From the beginning? Yeah. Before we jump in. Okay. So some people I was, I was spot on. Some mm-hmm. people I was spot on. But, um, first impressions of Vanessa. I put, dude, fuck Vanessa. If I were her, I would have bounced before choices were made. Um, obviously stand by this. Yeah. I was right about Vanessa. Um, the people who are, like, trying to paint her as a real one, 
mean, like, she's just telling it like it is. Instead of a villain, they're watching the wrong show. Mm-hmm. This is not The Bachelor where, like, it's okay if you didn't come here to make friends. Yeah. This is, like, she she came here not to make friends, but to marry someone, and she's yeah. not an actor. Which for, is... My first impression of Tiff. Mm-hmm. I put, Tiff wants to band-aid everything with sex. It feels controlling. And then I was focused on the wrong person in that relationship being controlling. That was my bad. Mm-hmm. So sorry. So um, sorry. So sorry, Tiff. First impressions of Sam and Aussie. I said they should get engaged ASAP. And then I... And then... <laughs> I think that, like, when, around the time that Aussie was like, I think I do want to get married. Like, before they had even chosen people, I was like, oh, then just propose to Sam. Yeah. Dumbass. Um, now, I kind of wish Aussie, Aussie had just given her a rock mm-hmm. so that Sam could peace out and, like, be the one to walk off for once. Yeah. My first impression of Mal, I felt like her reasons mm-hmm. for not wanting to get married seemed like her projecting, like, insecurities. Like, she's like, I just don't know, like if I'm the one she wants, and again, my apologies, because Mal was exactly right. First impression of Xander, I said protect Xander at all costs. Still true. The best. Love. 10 out of 10. Love Xander. Dead. First impression of Lexi was Lexi should get a green light to yell at Vanessa whenever she wants. That is still true. However, I do think Lexi needed several red lights on almost everything she decided to share with her parents. Mm Mm-hmm. That was cringy. Yeah. And the absolute worst first impression of all. My first impression of Mildred was that Mildred should host this show. <laughs> I was like, I was like, look at how quickly she got Aussie on board for marriage. That bitch should host this show. Mm-hmm. Mildred should not have even been allowed at the reunion. <laughs> like the fact that they allowed her and Tiff in the reunion together was like bonkers to me. Like so unfair to Tiff. Yeah. And then she, like, went on TikTok the other day, and she's like, I just want to thank everyone for commenting about how courageous I was to attend that reunion. And I was like, what? Yeah. There are people commending you? I was, Uh I had mixed feelings about Mildred and Tiff at the reunion, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, whose side am I on? And, like, I understand the side of physical assault is not the side I should be on. But I'll just... I was going to recap all the couples, so I'll just skip to them for now. Mm-hmm. But I think that I knew, like, there was going to be problems with Tiff unable to be compassionate about Mildred's son. And she had said at the beginning, like, this is part of the hurdle of getting married to Mildred, is that, like, she is going to have a son who will need to live with us into adulthood because yeah. he has special needs. And I think, like... If true that Tiff was like, we need to split rent three ways and like all of that, like that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like that really yeah. sucks that like that, that Mildred was made to feel like her son is a burden. Obviously the answer yeah. is not physical assault, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. I do still think that like Tiff was banned dating a lot of uh-huh. stuff with like sex and like watching like their interactions just like every time they like got together well bef- the like their last night together and then their first night in their trial marriage i was like some of the things that like tiff says if i was watching a man say that i would get the ick like so hard yeah and, like so i do really i do still feel like that was like their biggest like reason for wanting to be together mm-hmm. i also though i did start to like realize that nothing was going to 
work for Mildred. Mm-hmm. Like around the time that the cleaning fight with Aussie spiraled out of control. Like it like at first I thought Mildred was like saying like I know you like to sleep in like mm-hmm. so I and I like getting up early so I'm up cleaning it seemed and like Aussie was like oh my gosh like thank you for that like that's and then she was like bitch you don't get up and clean I was like what just happened like yeah. they were just having a conversation and all of a sudden Mildred is like coming for Aussie and then like it just just everything Aussie tried to say was just there were just jabs and interruptions like the whole time and then when Aussie ultimately left, Mildred was like, this is her laundry basket. I was like, that is, like, such a silly thing to get, like, mad about. Like, I just, I re- that's when I was like, I don't think anything is going to please Mildred. Yeah. I was really surprised when they got engaged because they just <laughs> didn't seem happy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, like, I think that at some point Mildred needed to take a step back and be like am I the problem like I'm having the same issues with everyone yeah I would be willing to bet she had the same issues with her first wife probably so I don't know I feel like there needed to be a little bit of a somebody being like Mildred girl yeah like this is it's not working and it's not because of them yeah but yeah I think I just I don't think that they were good for each other Mm-mm. at yeah. all. And I think that Mildred needs to, like, take some time for herself. Yeah. Learn more about herself. Yeah. So then the other couples, so I'll start Yoli and Mal. So those, these will just be little recaps of how it ended. Yoli accepted Mal's proposal, but pretty hesitantly, um, mm-hmm. admitting that this did not mean she was not still in love with Xander. We find out at the reunion that Malignoli had broken up only two weeks later. Kind of mixed answers on if that's a correct timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciated that Mal was both like bothered by Yoli and her actions, but also able to admit that they will be in each other's lives and that they are like family. And she says, like, you're just like that cousin that I'm super fucking annoyed with right now. Because I would not like to see them never speak again. I think I'll get into shit Yoli did. But, yeah, I thought that made me feel good that, like, Mal got to get her grievances out and be mad. And then also be kind. Which is what we know Mal to be. So, um, Xander and Vanessa. (laughs) So, (laughs) Xander does not want to get engaged to this crazy person. Mm -hmm. Big surprise. She wants to be with Yoli instead. So sad for Vanessa. Boo-hoo. Then Xander and Yoli go talk after. Clearly, Yoli is struggling to decide. She says that her head wants to choose Mal, but her heart is with Xander. A little weird because she keeps saying, like, I'm sure of this. Are you sure of this? And it's like, you're sure of this? You already said yes to someone else. Right. And then you didn't change your mind in that moment. So, yeah. Throughout, I really liked Yoli. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at the end that you realize, like, man, she is hurting these people along the way. Like, yeah. she just, like, we find out that, like, when she was with Xander, we find out at the reunion when she was with Xander, mm-hmm. she was DMing Mal. And then when she's back with Mal, Vanessa says that Yoli and Xander were DMing. And so it's just, like, that sucks, you know? Yeah. And she, like, she was, like, lying. <laughs> Yeah, right. About it. Like, yeah. you know, like, I really liked her, but then the way she responded to the, like, allegations of the DMs from Vanessa, 
she's like, I just don't remember that happening. I don't. Oh yeah, I might have asked for a selfie, and I was like, I don't like. That's such a weird way to say no. That didn't happen. I didn't think that happened. Like that's that's such a weird way to deny something. Mm -hmm. And then even at the reunion, then Xander was like, No, this did happen, and she was like, Oh. You're right, it did. Yeah. And it just, like, I really liked them together, and I really liked her throughout the show. Mm-hmm. But once I felt like she was trying so hard not to hurt anyone that she was just denying everything and making things up, and, like, no one else wanted to lie about it. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think, I think it just spiraled away from her. And I would have loved yeah. to see her and Xander get together, but mm-hmm. now I'm kind of like, that not to happen yeah because i feel like she needs to not be with anyone from this show yeah or to be like in a healthy like happy fully healthy relationship yeah and also like those scenes where they're in like that party all together and she's talking to xander and she's like can they see you like can anyone see mm-hmm. you are you in anyone's line of vision a little sussy right yeah. like she had told mal like i'm gonna go talk to xander and i'm in love with her so i feel like the understanding was that this might be an emotional conversation. This might right. be whatever. But then, okay. yeah, but then when she starts holding Xander's hands and saying, like, don't let anyone see us is where it right. gets a little bit weird. Right. Vanessa being all entirely ready for marriage now. Laughable. Mm-hmm. I like when she was telling Ray that she would be a good wife. I was like, are, who are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you care if you'd be a good wife if you're so against marriage? Like, at this, like, her dad was mm-hmm. like, Xander, you need to watch out. Mm-hmm. Like, you are not, you are not going to be a good wife, first of all. But second of all, like, why does it matter when you're so dead set on not being one? I felt like Vanessa was 100% on the show to fuck someone else. She did. She got what she wanted. And then once she got back with Xander and was, like, jealous, I think she was like, okay, how do I clean up this villain edit I'm about to get? Mm-hmm. And she couldn't, and, like, she just, like, quite simply, it's like a liar. Right. About everything. And I feel like, I also, like, felt like her and Ray had no chemistry. Right. And I feel like the scene where she was getting her nipples pierced, like, she was trying so hard to force Ray to, like, be into this nipple piercing. And Ray, like, could not have cared less. Yeah. And it also, like, made me wonder if that's kind of, like... It sounds kind of like that's what was going on in her relationship with Xander. Because, like, she was saying, like, when they... They're, like, how they got together mm-hmm. was, like, them meeting at this food truck and her being like, Hey, are you gay? Yeah. Because, like, I'm kind of gay now. And, like, it just, it just like, everything feels very forced with Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what happened with Ray. Because it didn't seem like they were really into each other. And yeah. then I feel like she was really pushing herself onto Ray. And then I was like, I wonder if she pushed herself onto Xander, too. Because then when they broke up, I was like, I don't think Xander even likes her. <laughs> like, yeah. I, think, I think Xander knows she's kind of a shitty person. Yeah. Well, I also, this is not in our notes, but just a thought. I I don't know why, but I feel like Vanessa is incredibly out of touch with queer culture. Because mm-hmm. when Lexi says, like, you fucked my girlfriend, or you fucked right, she's yeah. like, we did not fuck. And I'm right. like, mm, like, like you did, you know? Right, like, like how else would you 
Yeah, like, I feel like she's trying to get off on semantics of, like, no, we finger banged. And it's like, right, but, like... Right. And and then Lexi, Lexi at the reunion... reunion. Yeah, Yeah. at the reunion, she says, like, as lesbians, like, I guess Mm -hmm. we all have different definitions of what fucking is, but to me, like, penetration is sex. Like... And, like, I think that... I think Vanessa was the only one on the show who... what. Does is attracted to men? Did she say that? Do she said she's pansexual? Okay, I thought so. I couldn't remember. Yeah. So I think that that's Mm -hmm. maybe part of it is like for her. But then, like, it also seems like a cop out. Are you saying that for four years Mm -hmm. you've been dating someone that you've never had sex with? Right. Like that's the implication. Right. Like I think it's it is just a cop out, right? Like I think she just didn't want to own. That it was that serious, so it's like, yeah. oh no, we just like did foreplay, but it's like it's right. not foreplay if that's the whole play, right? I want to like I want to cut it over with the clip of Lala from the reunion saying, "What did you make love?" Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I wondered that too about like the forcing Xander thing because like yeah. she says to Lexi that Xander would be asexual if it wasn't for right. her, and that and then and Z- Xander's like, "No, the fuck, I wouldn't." Xander's like, "I'm a super sexual being," <laughs> and I'm like, ha, ha, "Ha But yeah, so I feel like she thinks she has got her sex, like she has got her sexuality on lock. Like that is all right. she and uses. Even, like- like, when Xander was talking about an ex and Lexi was, or not Lexi, but right. I was like, I've literally never heard of this person. Like, mm-hmm. I have no, like, I think she thinks that she was, like, Xander's sexual awakening. Right. And that, like, she's the first woman Xander's ever dated. And I think, especially, like, hearing the story about it, like, it's it sounds like, Vanessa makes it sound like she, like, forced Xander to come out. Like, mm-hmm. aren't you gay now? You look gay. Yeah. I'm gay. Do you want to be gay? Like, oh my god, girl. Yeah. So, big shocker at the reunion, we find out they're still broken up. <laughs> she said they tried to make it work, though. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And probably not much of a trying. No. Um, Vanessa still felt the need to try to expose Yoli and Xander for the fact that they tried again to work things out. It does mm-hmm. seem that in this moment, Yoli's caught in a few lies, or at the very least, omissions of details. In this moment, Yoli's like, I don't remember planning to go to Hawaii with Xander. And Xander's like, that did happen. And then mm-hmm. Yoli's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then clearly all the behind-the-scenes texting. So that sucks. But mm-hmm. also, what's the shame? Like, what's the shame in saying you were going to go to Hawaii to make it work with right. Xander once y'all were both single? Like, come on now. Right. Just say it. I don't think that anyone on that show would have expected for you to not try to get back with Xander. Mm-hmm. After you openly admitted to everyone that y'all were in love. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. I think, again, I think it's just that she was so... I think, I'm, This is me, like, giving her the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But I think she was trying so hard not to hurt Mal with that information. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, I didn't do that. Because I think that she thought it would be better for Mal to just not know. Yeah. Uh, Lexi and Ray get engaged in the finale. They were still engaged at the reunion. But they are now broken up. Um, on Instagram, Lexi has posted quite a bit since this aired about her new girlfriend. Her name is Zank. Um, mm-hmm. They're very they're lovely. So yeah. They're so cute. On, I, lo- I follow them on TikTok. And they're so cute. And Lexi, like, talks about how she's just, like, so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
with Zank and like she talked about like <clears throat> how just how different she is as a person like she she's like made a lot of jokes about like how she looked on the show and she was like um I don't know who I was kidding with that deep side part bleach blonde hair and trying to walk in heels that I can barely make it in and like dresses where my boobs are hanging out she was like now I live in sweats mm-hmm. and I do a middle part with my brown hair mm-hmm. um and she's just I think she's just said that she's just a lot more comfortable with herself yeah. since the show and like I think that she said like this girlfriend has really brought that out of her yeah my feelings on Aussie and Sam are that I don't know I think yeah. that they are cute together but I do worry about their longevity um, mm-hmm. I hate that by the reunion, Aussie had still not come out to mm-hmm. her family. And I also think, I said this on the episode that I did with Billy, but I also think there's a lot deeper things with Aussie, like gender-related mm-hmm. discoveries um, still to be made, which I think Sam would be incredibly supportive of, but is mm-hmm. like another thing to... Yeah. come out about and, and handle so I do worry about what that's gonna do for them I think there's been a lot of developments on that since the show aired because on the show I feel like Sam was using she her pronouns yeah. for Aussie and when they posted like the cast pictures they put that Aussie's pronouns are Aussie oh okay good to know yeah and so and I think that that's true for a lot of them. Like, Tiff's pronouns on that say they, them. Okay. And those were not the pronouns that were used by Mildred on the show. Right. Um, and so I think that, like, for a lot of them... Yeah. There's... there's Mal and uh, Xander's pronouns were also included, they, them, but weren't solely They were, like, them. she, they, I think. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that there's... I think especially for... Aussie, because Aussie mentioned that they were having, like, these, like, trying to come Mm -hmm. to terms with what their gender was. I think that there's been a lot of development for everyone as the show has kind of gone on. And I think, I think that that's a step in the right direction. That Aussie has identified pronouns Mm -hmm. that they would like for people to use. Yeah. Um, But I do also wonder... If, like, Aussie's family has seen the show. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is that it was filmed in 2021. So, Mm -hmm. it was filmed quite a while back. So, I don't know if, like, the reason that they still hadn't come out to their family, that Aussie still hadn't come out by the reunion, is that, like, it's possible the show hadn't even been announced. Like, it's possible that, like, there wasn't any public knowledge of their involvement in the show. And so, then, at that point you don't need to tell anyone yet. So I don't know. I don't know when the reunion was filmed, but like, it's possible that a year later. Okay. So I know that's what they, I think that's what they do for love is blind. Love is blind. And I did watch the straight version of the ultimatum. They said six months, but there was someone at the reunion who was seven months pregnant. So I don't think it was six months. (laughs) Okay. I think it was about a year too. Okay. Well, good. Good growth for everyone. I thought it was a fun show. Yeah. I would do it again. I was, I was very, did you see there's a a French ultimatum out now? No. Straight people? I think so. Oh, boo. 
I felt like it'd be so icky with straight people, but there are actually, like, a lot of parallels that are, like, insane. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a Vanessa. There is definitely a Tiffin Mildred. Interesting. Which surprised me. There's a there's a Xander and Yoli. Interesting. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. Definitely not as good, but yeah. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be watching again if they do another. Yeah. All right. On to Summer House, which I'm guessing you did not watch, and so I will just quick recap for yeah. you. I'm on I um am almost done with season three. Okay. So the most recent season's reunion just finished they i don't have much because it really was boring and maybe that's living in the vanderpump rules world currently that nothing else in bravo will compare so not much but they start talking about the scene early in this season where kyle was complaining about carl for context mary carl works for kyle yes um so he was complaining. About- I just got to the part where Carl loses his like third job mm. on three seasons of the show. Yeah. So Carl, Kyle was complaining to people at the table that while Carl and Lindsay are not there, so they're out of town, and he's saying mm-hmm. that Carl has showed up to work coked up before. That was not nice to share. No. Clearly. So at the reunion, they talk about this. Kyle apologized. Amanda helped to facilitate this apology, which was nice to see her hold Kyle accountable. And she got them to hug and whatever between the two guys. Carl accepted the apology. He did say that that story is true. That he did show up to work coked up without his laptop. And that he just wishes he had been able to share that on his own. And not have Kyle tell everyone that. Obviously incredibly un- I mean, Yeah. I was going to say, I will say, I appreciate how honest Carl is mm-hmm. about those things. Because like, yeah. like I said, like I'm only in season three in season two there was like a huge thing between carl and steven yeah because even carl was there but he told people that he just didn't understand like why carl couldn't support him at pride and carl was like i think carl was like busy or something he's like i it's like doing i don't know but he was like well i just thought you'd support me because you told me that the best blowjob you've ever had was from a guy and carl like told him he was like He's like, that's true, but also I told you that in confidence, and it's not your place to tell other people that I said that, because that was between the two of us. And so I appreciate that, like, I appreciate how Carl, like, handles those situations, being like, that's not fair for you to say. Yeah. But doesn't, like, deny that they happened. Yeah. Yeah, so it was obviously incredibly unfair that information about Carl's addiction was shared, not only without Carl's consent, but also (laughs) without him even present. Kyle does seem to really regret this. Um, They seem like they're good now. I was shocked, though, because Carl told everyone that in season one, he had made Mm -hmm. some equally gross comments about his brother's addiction. He said, quote, In the chair, I spoke about my brother's heroin addiction. It wasn't my place. He watched the show all excited. That's my brother on TV. And he watches the show, and it's me railing into him about his addiction. End quote. He said that this led to them not talking. So then by the time that his brother passed away in 2020, which you will see on the show later, Mary, after a long battle with mental illness and addiction, that they still had not spoken, which I did not know. I watched the death of his brother on the show and I knew he was broken up about it, but I did not know that the show was any reason that they weren't talking. So I did see him talking about his brother's addiction in season one. 
it's really sad that they weren't talking and i hate like how guilty he feels about it because like he i in my opinion he wasn't like railing on his brother in season one his parents were getting divorced and he was talking about just like some of the issues he had had with his family growing up and one of the things he talked about was that his brother had a drug addiction i do think it's obviously not his place to say that right on tv without his brother's consent and I understand why his brother wouldn't want to talk to him anymore, but it wasn't like he wasn't like my brother's just some imbecile. He's like always on drugs or whatever. Like it was just yeah. like he just kind of said that like that was something that like had affected him. Yeah. Um, it's still sad. Yeah. So Lindsay and Danielle make some small progress throughout, but we can't really seem to get a clear answer on if and how they might move forward. There are moments of Lindsay accepting apologies and then not. And then apologizing and then saying, well, I'm only sorry for this part of that. Eventually, Andy had to, like, break down, like, Lindsay, this is what Danielle just said. She said she's sorry. She said that she wants to still be your friend. Like, he had to, like, tell her all that and be like, what do you want to do with that? And you can tell everyone just wants them to make up. We don't really get an answer, but in the end, it cuts to a text message that Carl sent Andy after they left the reunion with the picture saying that he got Lindsay and Danielle to go to dinner together and that it was going well. So that's how that ended. And I guess we'll see. See, I was thinking like, oh, fuck, next next summer, one of them's got to go. Like, it's either Carl and Lindsay mm-hmm. or Danielle. But maybe that means that's not true. Maybe they won't. Yeah. So that's all my thoughts from that. There wasn't much yeah. <laughs> fun there. Now into the good stuff. Yeah. I feel like this is about to be all over the place. Yeah, and we're already at, like, a record-length episode, so this is going to get long. So, Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 3. Starts off with Raquel joining everyone. She says that her personality began to change over the summer and that she was no longer trying to please others and was only trying to please herself, clearly. Yeah. I think this is around the point where Lisa, like, realizes, like, just how like fucked up this is she finds out about like the halloween thing and she's Mm -hmm. like how could you like make out with schwartz after you'd slept with sandoval how could you have this conversation with ariana and i was like so here for it i was like yes lisa until i watched the pumped up version Mm -hmm. and watched her coach sandoval into apologizing to ariana Mm -hmm. and i like again this is all over the place because this is like totally but i just like when, as soon as Raquel started talking, I felt like, okay, Elisa's getting it now. Right. Like, she's waking the fuck up. Like, great. And then it just made the whole scene where he was crying at the end so much worse, knowing that it was Lisa's idea for him to say it. But it made it better knowing that Ariana was making a stank face the whole time. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, last time we talked about how Raquel was, like, in her trailer, 100 yards away from Sheena and I think that it's really telling to like watch the juxtaposition of Raquel sitting alone in that trailer getting upset over finding out that Ariana and Tom were still having sex versus Sheena getting to sit in her trailer with Brock and Allie and like they were giggling about how Sheena was like a 2010 teenage dream she was like Jonas brother she was on Victorious like I just think it like yeah, Raquel, like, your personality did change over the summer, but, like, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Because, like, it is evident it that you, you have no friends. Yeah, it costs right. you everything. Right. Yeah. While I love 
not letting Sandoval <laughs> get to explain himself. And I love James and Lala's commentary. Do not dare get me wrong. I want to hear mm-hmm. everything they have to say. I will say that throughout three parts, not letting anyone on the other side of the room get through a complete sentence was a little bit breaking my immersion. Mm-hmm. It was just constant interruptions. And I'm here for it. I would have loved if, like, it was possible to just, like, mute Tom's mic. Like, just, beep, nope, mm-hmm. stop. But every two seconds, they were standing yeah. up and screaming again. And I was like, I kind of want to listen to Raquel, like, bury herself. I want to hear yeah. her say something stupid. Like, let her finish her stupid-ass thought. I agree. It, like, melted my heart, though, to see James leaning over and say, like, shut this mistress comment down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm he's so fucking tired of hearing it. And then I also, like, I think it was in part one that somebody said, like, that James doesn't get to be as pissed as Ariana because him and Raquel were already broken up, which is, like, true. But Ariana was like, but he gets to be pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, that was supposed to be his life partner. This was one of his best friends mm-hmm. who's now pretending that they weren't that close. Right. And, like, I loved that she, like, gave him this space to be pissed. And, like, and I I think she did that a little bit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, in um, the Anatomy of a Scandal Somebody asked Lala, like, why does everybody care? And she was like, we're all friends. Mm -hmm. This was the longest standing relationship, almost as long as the show's entirety. And so it kind of felt like we all got cheated on a little bit. And obviously that's not true. And obviously Ariana is the number one, like, victim in all of this. But I love that she, like, allowed everyone else the space to be just as pissed as her and to, like, realized like they were also hurt in a different way but they were hurt along the way too and i'm like really glad that she was able to let them be pissed and not be like this is about me Mm -hmm. yeah because she could have she's been very good at like this is a but y'all betrayed everyone like you hurt everyone so for sure so this is gonna be a series of thoughts because he really Mm -hmm. he really goes hard on this now we're gonna talk about this before we find out the, right, right, the revelation. But Sandoval mm-hmm. is really, really honing in on that they were not fucking, mm-hmm. but that they had fucked once. Yeah. Although he does say that after filming wrapped, the affair starts again and they're back together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, saying we only fucked once is not true. He's just trying to say when y'all are claiming like, oh, that's weird. She called Lala Mistress Bimbo because she was fucking you. He's like, well, at that time, she wasn't <laughs> fucking me. She had fucked me. And it's just yeah. like, so, like so annoying. It's crazy to me that they really thought they could rewrite that conversation between Lala and Raquel, especially in front of Lala. Like mm-hmm. if there's anyone that you're going to rewrite history in front of, it's not going to be Lala Ken. She's not going to allow that to happen. And like if we had if if we had not known about the affair prior to this episode airing, it really would have been like such a tender moment yeah. to see Lala be like, You my lover, not a mistress. Like yeah. he fooled you. I was fooled, you were fooled. I think we've we've gone back and forth, like, is she really stupid or does she play stupid? Mm-hmm. But like the idea that she was like, Yeah, we had that conversation and it ended with Lala calling herself a mistress. Yes. Like are you are you kidding? Are you so dumb that you thought that that's what you got out of it? Well, and, like, and when you listen back, sure, if you wrote that conversation down, Lala right. says, I've been the mistress. I've been right. the home wrecking whore. 
you gotta have enough brain cells, baby, to right. hear the nuance. She's saying, I've been that by people. Right. I've been that by society. Right. I've been called that. How, like, I can't decide, yeah, to your point, is she an idiot and she can't right. understand complex conversations? Or did Tom text her and say, she said the words, so we're going to use that against her. Right. So it doesn't matter if that's not what she meant. We're going to say, it came out of her mouth. That's what she said. Right. So incredibly stupid. And then, like, it also makes me think the fact that she was so pissed at Oliver mm-hmm. during the season for having lied to her about his wife, but she willingly is fucking her best friend's boyfriend. She knows they're together. Is she just that caught up in love? Or is she, again, stupid enough to believe that they, like what he was saying on Howie Mandel's podcast, that they were essentially broken up? But mm-hmm. then in the in the big reveal, mm-hmm. I don't think she does think that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just crazy to me. And, like, Lala said this, but, like, it's crazy to me how she's willing to jumble up the truth in her mind to fit what she needs it to be. Right. So, here's the things that Tom thinks we're not allowed to say about Raquel because they weren't <laughs> fucking. Which, which, spoiler, they were. But mm-hmm. pretend that they weren't, that they only fucked once until September when they started fucking again. But mm-hmm. <laughs> he says that she wasn't truly a mistress because at the time that she called Lala a mistress bimbo, it wasn't ongoing. And he says, isn't a mistress an ongoing thing? Baby, it's still irony whether she was a mistress in that moment or she became one a month later. It's still irony. Right. Worry not. Yeah. Then he insinuates that the conversation that Raquel had with Ariana about her and Tom's sex life, really, why, why, why would it be that gross? Because at the time, they weren't fucking. They had just fucked. As if fucking someone's boyfriend one time and then talking to her about their sex life and saying, shouldn't you be attracted to your boyfriend? As if that's not gross enough. He's- Which Ariana said she was attracted to him. Right. And then he was like, no, you're not. Yeah, she's like, I was, just, I was just trying to gauge the state of your relationship and if you still wanted to be together. And Ariana's like, but I said I did. And right. according, I said, oh my God, he's so fucking hot. And according to Tom's timeline, maybe they weren't fucking then, but they started fucking right after that because that was the finale. Right. So you're telling me you heard her say, I still want to be with him. And you said, let me go start this affair back up. Right. Then he's saying that, going to the Abbey wasn't inappropriate and he wasn't nervous that people were catching on because that night they didn't do anything inappropriate, which we also know is not true. But mm-hmm. as if like dancing late at night with the girl that you did cheat on your partner with, whether it was one time or not, should that should make you nervous. And Raquel even says from the corner, I was nervous. I was nervous people were catching on. <laughs> She's like trying to tell Lisa like, hello, I don't give a fuck. I was nervous. Please don't fire me. I was nervous. (laughs) Then she says, like, I didn't share personal and intimate information with Ariana the way I did with Mm -hmm. Tom. And Ariana's like, that's inappropriate. Right. And also isn't true, in my opinion, mm -hmm. based on the conversation they had at that bar. Like, and I don't know what she considers intimate. Tom, but like she clearly had some level of intimate conversations with Ariana because they were talking about how she was in like a loveless engagement mm-hmm. where they hadn't had sex in like two years. Yeah. And well, 
And that's probably like, some way intimate. Yeah, and that's probably what's mind-boggling for Ariana is like. Right. So you're telling me you've had even more intimate conversations right. with like, my what boyfriend. Were you for him? Yeah, and so Ariana says that's not appropriate, and they're saying, right. but it's it's not inappropriate because we were just friends at that point because we weren't right. fucking. Um, obviously, even if these things were true, it doesn't matter. It's all right. disgusting to do those things knowing that you fucked your best friend's man one time. We also do not believe that. Even mm-hmm. before this big reveal at the end, we did not believe that. Of course, right. later in the big reveal, we find out that these are all lies. We'll get into the big reveal more in a minute. But mm-hmm. it makes the point even further that it's just as disgusting as everyone was saying. But we would not have believed them anyway. We know right. that. I also find this lie confusing because according to every telling of the story that we have heard when Ariana finds the video on Tom's phone that night at TomTom, she calls Raquel and Raquel says to Ariana and then to Sheena, we have been having a seven month long affair. She does not say from any reports, Mm -hmm. we've been having a three or four month long affair that started with a one night stand seven months ago. She says, we've been having a seven month long affair. Which gives the indication, Sandoval, that this has been ongoing. And if she's admitting to a seven-month-long affair, then she's admitting to be a seven-month-long mistress. Right. (laughs) I think it's really telling that she... I, like, rewatched it, like, with the intention of figuring this out. She never once said during the reunion that he was telling the truth. No. She never said, like, no, we had only had sex once. And I think it's because... Of what we see later that she can't lie without smiling mm-hmm. you are a 28 year old woman who can't lie without smiling mm-hmm. that has been having which again makes me wonder you've been having a seven month affair sheena has questioned you on this like lala and katie have been questioning you on this and sheena says she's like i would never do that how'd you say that without smiling but i think that's why the ditzy act works for her right because she can be right. like that's so ridiculous i would never yeah. and it's but like people believe her because that's how she just acts yeah i think that's one of the things that he coached her on is he's like don't say fucking a word mm-hmm. no one's gonna believe you mm-hmm. and i think the one time she looked legitimately hurt through that entire reunion like even when she got up and walked away she's like i just want some water yeah like the one time she actually looked hurt was when tom said they did not hook up in the hot tub i also think it's hilarious how hard those two are trying to ride this lala and james train because at this point raquel has said multiple times that she never really loved james Mm -hmm. and she never felt loved by him so like, why do you care that they fucked? And Lala even said she said she didn't really care. So it's, like, obvious that she's just holding on to that to make her actions seem more relatable. Well, like, but these two did it. And, like, it's not the same, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just, again, like, I, I don't understand how you can be so stupid as to not see the connection that those two things are not the same mm-hmm. in your head. Mm -hmm. And it also made me sad that she was, like, they were going so hard on, like, James and Lala and James and everyone else being a cheater that Allie, like, was like, what are they talking about? Like, when did that happen? Mm -hmm. And she was like, not with you. And she's like, oh, my God, okay, good. Like, it's just, like, they're trying so hard to, like, make what they did seem, like, normal in the Vanderpump realm, and it's not, and it never will be. 
Yeah. It's like so far beyond. Yeah. Then Ariana dropping these one liners. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yourself with a cheese grater. I hope Charlotte haunts you, which has resulted in some great memes. Yes. And you're a Dementor. I know you like Harry Potter. (laughs) Raquel was so confused. She was like, what? She's like, I've never read a book. Yeah. The movies. Uh, I'm a movie gal. Yeah. People online were saying that Ariana and her, like, side of the room took it too far laying into Raquel, especially, like, now that she's in a mental health facility. Which they do not know then. Right. However, I think if we are going to be cutting Raquel some slack, in this then i think it's also only fair that we cut ariana some slack and keep in mind that this was three weeks Mm -hmm. after she found out about this this was the first time and she's she has said like other than that conversation they had on the the new finale they've been like having go-betweens they're not talking in the house this is the first time she's gotten a chance to talk to raquel and that she's really gotten to talk to tom about this and i feel like if i were ariana and I was watching Raquel with that vapid look on her face, mm-hmm. just completely lacking emotion. I would also have said some really shitty things just to try to get like a response out of her mm-hmm. because it was like infuriating mm-hmm. to watch her like everything Ariana was saying for her to be like, I know. I yes, I have been. I know. And like I think I would have been losing my mind trying to get her to cry at all. Feel right. any sort of feeling guilt about this. Like, mm-hmm. it was so frustrating to watch. So, I think that, I think people who are saying that she took it too far, like, they're like, she is coming forth with, like, pure vitriol. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This bitch fucked her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, like, we're mad. Everyone's mad. We get to be mad. Yeah, I also think, like, we don't like to see women respond with anger. We would prefer to see mm-hmm. sadness. Yes. And it's like, mm, nah, I'm here for the anger. Mm-hmm. They then discuss whether or not Lala is a mistress because Randall lied about being separated during the beginning of their relationship. I will say mm-hmm. before we get into this part, I am evidently in the minority versus people online. Um, people really think this makes Lala a hypocrite. Really, they really think she should just admit that she's a mistress, even if it wasn't of her own doing, then she's still a mistress. And I disagree. I, I think that to be a mistress, you have to know you're a mistress. Like, For sure. Um, so I think that given what we know about Randall Emmett now, there is zero part of me that wants to be... I Get off this train, friends. Right. And why are we not, like, why are they not questioning Sheena? Yeah. About being a mistress. That was, like, that was, like, what God Vanderpump Rules, like, mm-hmm. started. Yeah. And I, I I would argue that Sheena wasn't a mistress either, because I don't think she really knew. Yeah. I Yeah, I agree. I, like, Mistress Bimbo vibes <laughs> is the cringiest thing I've ever seen on TV, regardless. You're giving Mistress it was like Bimbo the- vibes. And I can't stand it. Like, the hands, like, the sentence, the the time it took her to think it up. Like, watching her, her cogs turn in real time <laughs> on the TV was, like, it was already the cringiest thing I've ever seen. But then, like, knowing that she was, like, fucking her best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I can't, like, you have, 
Like, again, I don't understand how they, in their coaching session, they were like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come for Lala for being a mistress and how they were like, that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not like everyone's going to come for us because we were having an affair. Yeah. In the, pump, in the pumped up version on Peacock, Lala says, I don't know why they didn't put this on the real version. It pisses me I off. Agree. But Lala says that her and Amber Childers, who was Randall's ex-wife, or was his wife at the time, mm-hmm. now his ex-wife, that they are now, like, best friends. She says she's, like, family. Um, that Amber, his ex-wife herself, says to Lala, you were not a mistress. He lied to both of us. He cheated on both of us. Which I would think and hope would put this to bed, but I'm pretty positive it will not. And we will not no. be done hearing about Lala being a mistress, which just makes me want to die. It's too much. It's mm-hmm. too much. I'm, of course, annoyed by Tom's comment about why couldn't you go to his house then? After she explains the things that made her think he was telling the truth. Like, he would FaceTime his kids in front of me. Mm-hmm. He would take me out to these public places and all these other things that led her to believe he was telling the truth, he picks one thing and is like, but what about this? And sure, is that a red flag? Yeah. And she says, hindsight's twenty twenty, which is also a quote by Tom Sandoval to TMZ. Mm-hmm. She says, though, that, like, there were factors that led her to believe his lies, that led her to believe he was telling the truth. So it's not like every single sign pointed to liar Right. There were parts that made her believe him. Right. I didn't understand, like, his question. He was like, then why were you calling him your boyfriend? Because she thought he was her boyfriend. (laughs) Like, shouldn't that seem like a vout of confidence? Right. Like, saying... Because they weren't engaged. They weren't married. What else is she going to call him? Like... Like, that didn't make sense to me. I think if she knew she was a mistress, she might steer clear of calling him her boyfriend. Right. Exactly. I just, I didn't get that. But, like, I, he, and, like, Lala said this. She was, like, you're triggered about me, by me, because I was right about you. Mm -hmm. Like, you are mad. And I think that that's, like, so true because, like, he is just coming at her from every angle. Like, saying she doesn't have any friends. Like, baby, you have one friend left and it's your mistress. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and she got, she went to a mental health facility to get away from you. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's not be saying that people don't have friends mm-hmm. when you don't have friends either. Yeah. And, like, I just, I think he really, like, and again, like, the boyfriend question, like, well, why couldn't you go to his house? Like, he was trying to find any way to get under her skin. And it was, like, so frustrating to watch. Yeah. Not Tom Schwartz and Raquel claiming they have always had chemistry. <laughs> My eyes I- could not roll hard enough. I, like, I know Sandoval is, like, public enemy number one, but the fact that Schwartz was the one that broke Ariana, I, I wanted to, like, come through my TV and, like, get him. Like, I hope he goes and lives under a rock. I hope that he, like, never has friends again. The, like, that he really thought he was going to ask that question and, like, have like a gotcha moment with her and then she just immediately starts crying when she had managed to hold it together the whole time like made me so mad like he was trying so hard to be funny and trying to keep up this image that he's like this stupid like 
guy's guy and like he's friends with everyone and like blah blah and like wasn't working anymore and mm-hmm. like it made me so mad like the some of the things that came out of him and sandoval's mouths like shocked me like him i mean obviously but like sandoval being like well why didn't any of our friends check on me mm-hmm. and tom was like well ariana how's it feel to be all high and mighty now like everyone wants to be your friend like uh yeah well because the other one's a shithead i'm gonna say i hate shorts more i think he's pissing me off more Mm -hmm. my issue is sandoval we know who sandoval is right like we know that my problem with shorts is that he does shit like that right he asks her that question and Mm -hmm. then he goes i'm just asking i'm just asking about the juxtaposition like i'm just asking like what is that like? Like, he, he plays it... You don't it, know what that word means. Yeah, like, he plays it off like, I'm just being kind. I'm just asking, like, what is that like? What has your experience been? First, the fuck of all, you're not the host here. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck told you you get to ask questions? Like, there's a reason Andy would not have asked it that way. Because Andy knows how to do his job. But I just... My problem with shorts is that he still gets to come off as if he's right. just... A little baby boy. Just a little, like, right. stupid little, oh, Source didn't know that was a bad question. He didn't mean to make her cry. And it's like, right. no, fuck this dude. And I've seen all this shit, this is off topic a little, that's like, we are talking about how, sh- like, all these other guys on the show have been dangerous. Who have, have we ever seen anyone else pour a drink on women's heads? Right. No. We have never no. seen, he calls women bitches like it's his job. He pours drinks on their heads. Like, he is... The way he spoke to Katie in Mexico that one time when he was yes. like, I don't like the sound of your voice. Like, and it just, it just rolled right out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, that man is rotten. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you can sit here and listen to everyone who you've been friends with for 10 years say that these two people did something wrong mm-hmm. and that Ariana was, like, the victim of all of this and you could be like, let me ask this question because like why does ariana get to be on top like why does everybody get to back her up and like how does that feel like he's having the lowest moment of his life and look at you like Mm -hmm. this is the lowest moment of her life Mm -hmm. when he kept saying i am not humiliated Mm -hmm. stop saying i'm humiliated like he was like fine he's the wrong word like he just he's he is a rotten person yeah yeah then comes the line heard around the world Andy asks Tom if he has slept with anyone since sleeping with Raquel, to which he says no. Uh, And Ariana reminds everyone that he has slept with her since sleeping with Raquel, probably because they were together. To which Tom replies, yeah, she kept her t-shirt on. It was really hot, which is disgusting. I don't know what other explanation there is. I Just really gross. The moment, though, that the phrase aired... Ariana posts straight to her story that something about her is selling a new shirt on their merch site that says, fuck me in this t-shirt. I bought it. <laughs> yeah. It's Immediately cute. bought it. Um, before the end of the episode, I had bought it. Also, like, that's the moment that Schwartz broke. And of all the people in that room that Tom Zanimal could apologize to, he apologized mm-hmm. to Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Not to Ariana, not to anyone else, uh, which is, like, not surprising because that's how he handled apologizing for the affair. Right. Posted about Schwartz first. 
Um, when it panned over to Raquel, though, she was smirking. Nasty ass bitch. And also, have you seen this thing where people were like, we've been trying to figure out why all of the Vanderpump Rules girls have been wearing hoodies with no pants to watch what happens live? Yeah. And they think it's like a rallying around Ariana thing. Yeah. Like that they're wearing t-shirts and looking hot because they don't have any pants on. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. It's just like, I think that I don't understand how he thought that that comment was going to land. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I say this every five seconds with these two. How do you not know mm-hmm. what is okay to say and what isn't? And like, he, you've been in a relationship for nine years. Mm-hmm. Sex with your life partner, while it can be about like it being hot, it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And for Ariana, who has said multiple times this season Mm. that when she is intimate with you, she wants it to be after y'all have had, like, a strong connection. Like, she doesn't want to just have sex every time she comes home with to to you because, like, maybe y'all have been fighting lately. Like, it can be about intimacy and about love. And I think that, like, that is something that he will never understand. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he ever has. Yeah. Um... And I think that this new guy she's dating just, like, he seems so uplifting of her. Mm-hmm. And, like, he posted something this morning or last night, maybe. It was just, like, all about, like, how awesome she is. Yeah. And, like, I don't think that Tom ever saw it that way. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to be the right word, but it, like, comes across, like, Tom is into, like, the gimmicky parts of relationships. Like, he's like, I Mm -hmm. just want to do shrooms together. And, like, what do you want her to take the time to put on lingerie every time you have sex? Like, also, to me, and Lala said this, like, t-shirts and no pants are hot, actually. But also, like, maybe, so picture this. You're getting hot and heavy, and it's getting so passionate that you don't want to take the time to take your t-shirt off. You just want to do it. Like, why would that be, I just don't, like, get, like, yeah. you want her to be, like, hold on, gotta go put on this lingerie, like, right. or, like, but I want to, hold on, I gotta get completely naked because we have to do it the same every time. Right. And it's, like, also, he's referring to what I was would assume is, like, one time, unless she wore the t-shirt every time, which still doesn't matter, but she right. says they were having sex all the time in those last few months like having frequent sex and he's like well she kept her t-shirt on like yeah last time i checked the the article of clothing that you need to have off Mm -hmm. for sex is like the pants part Mm -hmm. the shirt doesn't really matter also tom did you try to take her shirt off yeah did you she's the only one there but and if if she didn't want you to like she's supposed to be able to trust you yeah then raquel acting like, I don't even want... <laughs> Acting like calling her Rachel is somehow equivalent to calling someone by their dead name. That it is mm-hmm. disrespectful to mm-hmm. call someone outside of the name that they want to be called. Which is interesting because literally her family calls her that. So it's not even... Right. It's not even dead. Still half your name. Right. Like, I do find it ironic when Lala comes for her about her name. Like, I do think that's haha funny because she's Lala. But... Mm-hmm. I also agree that Lala from Lauren is different. Right. For example, my name is Katie, which is a nickname or a shortened name from Catherine. But if I decided people should just call me Caitlin, that's a whole different name. 
Right. Like, Raquel, Rachel to Raquel is not the same as, like Lala said, Raquel to Rocky. Right. Rachel to Rach. I agree. I, you know, like, I had a similar situation in second grade where there was another Mary in my class, and the teacher was, like, telling our mom that, it's like, well, we're gonna call the other Mary, Mary, and we're gonna call this Mary, Mary R. My mom was like, why doesn't the other girl have to use her initial? Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, my mom asked that she call me by my first and middle name instead of calling me Mary R. Um, so I did that for a while. But like, ultimately, that's not my name. Like, to differentiate you in a class, whatever. Like, I have, I had a class one year where three boys had the same first name. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. But that's not your name. And you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. This part was weird. So Lala starts telling Ariana, I'm so glad. Like, this, these two... Think of what these two did for you. Like, I'm so yeah. glad you got out. Tom is toxic. Like, I'm so glad you got out of this situation. And then Raquel is sitting there going, like, yes, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. You agree that he's toxic? I don't understand. Yeah. The way she's, like, or the way he's looking at her when she's talking is, like, kind of scary. And then watching, like, when she does that final interview and he's not there and how quickly she's able to open up is also scary. And I think that Lala is 100% correct about him being dangerous Mm -hmm. and about him getting out of this cleaner than Raquel did. Mm -hmm. And Raquel said she didn't think so, but I think like, maybe not on social media. Yeah. Maybe not by the time of the reunion, but certainly true now. He's been able to come back to social media. She hasn't, like, felt comfortable to do that. And, like, it just, I think, I hope that she can see sometime that he is a dangerous person and get out before she's in the same situation as Ariana is in, where 10 years from now, he's like, well, I don't want to date you anymore. All right. So then on to the bombshell. Well, Mm -hmm. the quote bombshell. Raquel tells, quote, the truth about the timeline which i still don't think is the truth Mm -hmm. um which is pretty true of folks in abusive situations it comes out in bits and pieces it even did on the interview Mm -hmm. yeah but i think we're certainly getting closer to the truth i will say again the good news is that none of us ever believed any of that so it doesn't really make a difference Um, I think the biggest bombshell here is that she is going against Tom and that she's Mm -hmm. saying this stuff, not that the timeline part, like, because we knew that. We did not believe it anyway. I think that the parts that are mind-boggling are that, A, she's turning against him, and B, that this is the first time we're seeing any bit of remorse. No tears at the reunion, no remorse for the affair, and then in this, she is truly showing that remorse, and I think... Whether she realizes this is what she's doing or not, she is showing exactly how dangerous he is. I -hmm. think she is showing that he did keep her silenced and he did keep her... Truthfully, she's worsening her reputation every moment that she's choosing to go along with the lies that he's decided they're going to tell. And she's Mm -hmm. worsening any chance that she could have friends or... You know what I mean? So... Right. He's isolating her further. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, like, pissed about the reveal, saying, like, that they don't think it will affect contracts and that we were, like, let on and that, like, it was supposed to be this big, crazy thing that was going to make everyone mad. And I think that 
they were implying it would affect Tom's ability to sign a contract because, again, he's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. He's been coaching and manipulating this woman. Mm -hmm. And then she publicly on national television goes against everything he says and makes him look worse. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the issue, like, that Mm -hmm. he's going to be so mad. I also think um, the, the idea that, like, she was like, maybe I could just, like, join you guys. First of all, what the fuck, Raquel? Can I just say, though, these comments over and over about, like, apparently Coachella, she said, I'd rather hook up with Ariana than you, and then mm-hmm. saying she wants to be in a throuple, are reading as, like, subtle biphobia. Like, this idea mm-hmm. that you just think Ariana is, like, gonna be fine with him cheating on her, or gonna be fine with you joining their relationship when she has given no indication that she likes open relationships is, like, right. just based in the fact that she's bisexual, is, like, gross to me. Like, yeah. there's no reason to assume that she wants you fucking her man just because she's bisexual. Yeah. I also think that, like, Raquel's family, and I think this is proven by the fact that both of their families fucking knew mm-hmm. and didn't tell Ariana, but I think her family would have more issues with her being in a throuple than being a homewrecker. Like, which is, like, crazy that she thought that that was gonna work i don't know yeah um i've also seen people saying that the thing about mexico isn't true because of what sheena said about jenny ting on jackson britney's podcast that like raquel said jenny ting couldn't like room with her at the wedding or whatever but to me that makes it seem more true right i don't get like what that is supposed to mean but i also like don't so like she opened up with saying that was the second time yeah but was that before or after her birthday oh. and the hot tub thing? Uh, it would have been before. Mexico was before. Okay. I think. I see. I think. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, laughable, that part, because, like, no one believed they stopped fucking. No. If you watch that show, there's no way they stopped fucking. Also, if you're on social media and, like, you're saying this Jenny Ting stuff, this has been going around, like, everyone heard that they fucked in Mexico. So this, which, again, could have been, like... She may have revealed it on this recording before it made it to social media, so she may have thought it was this huge reveal. But, like, we already knew. No one believed that she spent the night at his house and they felt the need to lie about it, but didn't fuck the hot tub night. Like, no one was ever gonna believe that. That's silly. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts now on her fault level? How much of this is pure, awful manipulation by a narcissist? How much culpability does she have? And, like, how bad do we feel for her? Okay. I feel like, one, I'm getting really tired of people saying that he groomed her. Um, To me... Because she's an adult. Right. To me, grooming implies either an adult child situation Mm -hmm. or one with like somebody who's like clearly more in power than Mm -hmm. somebody else and i don't think that that's the case here she's a she's a grown-ass woman like she can she may be dumb as hell but like and i will say her friend is in a relationship with this person yeah and i will say that's not to like understate that narcissistic manipulation is is really really awful and like can go very deep but i think you're just saying like grooming is not the word i think grooming has become such a buzzword you know i don't yeah i don't think grooming is the right word i do think he manipulated her Mm -hmm. i do 
think he was a narcissist and I think that there was so much manipulation on his end that she probably didn't even notice mm-hmm. was like happening because it was just like I don't know I think that I think that it's true what she said when she like apologized for it on Instagram that like she wants so badly to be loved and feel loved and feel seen and heard and whatever she said to Andy that I think that he manipulated that but I don't think groomed is the right word. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, regardless of if he manipulated her, which I n- know that he did, she did know mm-hmm. that there were two people in a relationship and there will always like be fault in that mm-hmm. regardless of his narcissism. Like, especially after watching the conversation with Ariana where like people are saying like she was so pissed about Oliver she must have thought that him and Ariana weren't in a relationship anymore but like she asked her mm-hmm. she had easy Ariana, access to Ariana yeah. and she was told that that Ariana loved him and wanted to be in a relationship with him and wanted to work on their problems and so like there she will always have culpability in knowing mm-hmm. that they 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 were in a relationship but I do think that tattling on him was a power move. Yeah. Um, I think that, like I said, I think that, and she said, like, Tom is the only person I have. Like, he's told me to lie about this because, like, I don't want to lose the one person I have left. But, like, so the fact that she did, I think, I hope, opened her up to be a little more aware of the manipulation and to get out of it. But I also think that her actions throughout this whole thing say a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I always assumed that, like, he bought her the lightning bolt necklace or that they bought it together, but the fact that she bought it alone yeah, for herself, for it to symbolize something, the fact that she allowed their families to know and then lied about being in St. Louis, mm-hmm. them laughing at the reunion while she was changing, like, all of those actions, I'm like... Yes, he manipulated her, but, like, that doesn't necessarily make her a good person. hmm And so, and, like, I've said this before, and I think people think I'm being really harsh. Like, when she said, like, that lying about it killed her soul, like, I hope her soul stays dead for a while. hmm And, like, what I mean by that is I think she really needs, and, like, again, this is going to sound so bad. I think she really needs to hate herself for a little bit yeah. to fully understand the weight of what she's done and the hurt she has caused because it still doesn't seem like it has set in mm-hmm. completely. And I think that she really needs to like know how bad it was mm-hmm. to be able to grow and become a good person in the future. Yeah. I think I where I have landed on this, I think... For now. I'm sure it'll change again. But is that I have now reached a point where I no longer think she's beyond redemption. For the show, mm-hmm. I don't really think she need to be on the show anymore. No. But I think as a human, yes, I no longer think, like, there is no coming back from this. I agree. But, like you're saying, I think that there's going to have to be some understanding that, like, yes, I was manipulated However, at 28, I should have known that there were no excuses. There were no justifications. I should never have believed the things he was telling me. And I understand manipulation is a, it's a strong tool. But I think right. there is going to have to be some accountability on her end that 
if I had stuck to what I know as a 28-year-old, which is that fucking my best friend's man is not good on any Uh level, then I could have saved hurting a lot of people. And I think that, I think I have, I don't know, I think of it like, like an addiction, right? Like an addiction isn't necessarily your fault, but you hurt a lot of people along the way. Yeah. So it's like, while the manipulation itself is not her fault, any pain that you've caused, it's one of those things that you're going to have to um, not like apologize or make amends for in like a real tangible way because Ariana doesn't want to hear it. But Mm -hmm. like you're going to have to come to terms with that fact before there's moving on, I think. For sure. I have a question for you. Oh, God. And feel free to be like, I don't know enough about that to answer that. What do you think about people who are saying they think Raquel is autistic? I don't know that I can have thoughts about people saying it because mm-hmm. I know that she said it in that really gross way when she like commented on that girl's Instagram. Do you remember this? Some no. like beauty queen girl posted mm-hmm. about like her journey finding out that she was autistic late in life. And mm-hmm. Raquel, this was, like, right around the time that Scandal broke, like, commented and was like, I understand what you're going through. And mm-hmm. it was like, mm, do you? And, like, I think at the time, like, she obviously had not been, or at least not publicly diagnosed with anything. So it was like, yeah. why is she publicly posting that she understands what this girl's going through um, when she, like, doesn't? So... I think it's hard for me to know if people are saying that just based on observations yeah. alone or if it's based on that too. And I think that if Raquel is commenting on that commenting that on people's posts right around the time that this broke, that it is for like pity and like yeah. look what's look what's up with me. But yeah. I mean from her behaviors, like I'm not ruling it out. I think that yeah. autism mixed with a long history of pageants and public speaking could present in the way that it does, right? Like, she could seem pretty comfortable being on TV and pretty comfortable being social and yet not do it super well. I don't know. I asked my husband what he thought because he is autistic. Mm -hmm. And he said he does not think she is. Um, But we agreed that, like, the thing with, like, trying to... For anybody who is, like, trying to decipher that based on her actions. Because I've seen, like, people on TikTok being like, this and this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. I think this means she's autistic. And, like, the autism, like, presents so differently in everyone that I don't think we can really, like, look at her actions and being, like, oh, well, And, like, I also think it's kind of, like, people are like, well, I'm not saying it because, like, she's dumb. Like, because autistic people aren't dumb. But, like, I also think that it's not fair to be, like, well, she didn't have any reaction on the reunion, so she must not understand other people's emotions. Yeah. Well, and so, like, we agreed, like, it that you can never say never mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, I think it's so different for everyone, yeah. the way it presents, that there's no, like, there's no yes or no for sure on that. Yeah. But... I don't think it's fair to say, like, oh, well, she didn't have any reaction on the um, reunion, and she gets confused a lot, so maybe mm-hmm. it was just she just has something, like, that makes her brain process things differently, and maybe she yeah. does, but she also might Yeah, plus, be- we don't know what is coming oh. of these mental evaluations that she's claiming right. to have, and, like, what, you know, so... 
just as I, me yeah. and you are not doctors and cannot rule it out, neither right. are the other people on Instagram. So yeah. I wasn't going to bring up the question until I saw on the reunion where she was mm-hmm. like, I am undergoing some mental evaluations. And I was like, I wonder if that's one of them. Yeah, maybe. But we'll see. All right. Any other thoughts? I don't think so. Well, I guess we won't have much more formal commentary, but we got Secrets Revealed coming Mm-hmm. next week and then i'm sure that instagram and social media will have things coming yeah. for a while and maybe we'll start stars on mars <laughs> hopefully she comes out of her facility soon i like again i don't think i'm not like willing to say like oh like she's not a bad person but i think if he gets to be all over instagram mm-hmm. again then like she should be able to get back on instagram too we'll see you friday bye bye next time on the housewife did it mary is going to tell katie about the disappearance of bryceless pizza and they are going to discuss some theories about where he may be at this point in time follow us on youtube and instagram at housewife did it pod mm-hmm.